Welcome to episode three of Pod by the River, uh, featuring myself, Ed Hand, and I mean, the man that you're actually listening to, uh, the one that you're here to talk to, the one uh, with the beautiful green and yellow striped shirt that looks like he's on his way to uh, school photos for second grade, uh, my good friend, Hogdale. How are you today, Mr. Hogdale? You know, I, I'm doing great. Gotta say, do not appreciate dissing of my drip. Uh, you gotta understand that, that, yes, that's a compliment. You gotta understand that like there's like three types of shirts fat people can wear, like while looking half decent, and this is one of them. <laughs> Wouldn't you rather do vertical stripes that lead the eye up though? Uh you know, most people would, but I'm really trying to do a power move. I'm trying to show how I encompass the entire room with my uh my you're being. Also, you're also like six foot like ten or something, so like that. Six, I think. Yeah, like, six oh, foot three. Leading the eyes up would hurt people's necks. Let's not kid ourselves here. That too. So you know. Well, <laughs> uh, man, how are you doing on this? Uh, we don't have Brady today. Before before I forget, we don't have Brady today. He, he partied a bit too at, hard. Yeah, I mean, it's something he said. He was like uh, at a bar with his bosses right now. I I, I don't know if you guys know, Brady actually works for the CIA. So um, it's true. Yeah, like, he hasn't given us a lot of detail into it, but it seems like there might be some shit going down uh, overseas. So, um, yeah, that's what's up with Brady. Uh, just me and Hogdale, we're not going to have pick a side this week because of, it doesn't really work without a judge. That's okay. Um, we've got plenty to talk about because it is uh, the eve of winter meetings. Happy winter meetings eve to all who observe. How How are you feeling going into this one? Hogdale. What do you? What are your memories of uh, of winter meetings uh, in days past? Uh, honestly, not much off the top of my head. The main thing about winter meetings is uh, usually things actually start to happen once they are over. So I'm looking forward to the winter over, meetings right? being over, so we can start having some actual movement in the free agent market. Because uh, if there's one thing baseball does worse than about every other sport, it's that the free agency is such a fucking drag. So why do you think they have it like that too? Where it's just like we're waiting, we're waiting, we're waiting. Are they just trying to drag it out so we have something to talk about in January? Like what's going on? I don't know, man. Like, is it just like is baseball like really the only sport uh, professionally played in America where people actually don't tamper? Like, I really just don't think that's true. I think everyone's always tampering, and I think that like I think, I think most of these guys have a contract ready to way. go. Let's I think go. tampering rules are stupid. How are you going to stop them? How do you? You're not going to. If, the tampering rules. If they just don't say stupid. it to anybody, like unless you just say something really stupid and give it away, like how do you even get caught? Are people checking their phone records? Like especially like uh when a lot of stuff can just be done by players talking to each other, like as a vessel, like through their uh the other team's agent or the other team's GM. It's like hey, get some feelers because you can't stop players from talking to each other. Anti-tampering rules are just dumb. Like I. Like, I get it. Like, you don't want, like, middle of the game, like, fucking, like, you know, Yankees A's for, like, uh, Aaron Boone to come out to, like, the, the A's closer and be like, hey, man, how would you like to be a New York Yankee? Well, I mean, I would agree with you with, like, the integrity of the game stuff if gambling wasn't now a major part of it. Like, 
Like, what different? Like, if the guy puts money on it and doesn't get, I don't know. Like, it's. I mean, I've never been an integrity of the game guy. I've been a very uh, loud observant that uh, pretending that baseball has ever had a shred of integrity is just a, a foolish thing to do. <laughs> yeah, and speaking of which, um, I mean, there have been some. Ru- there have not been a lot of rumors coming out regarding the Red Sox, which is why. The one that came out today that was pretty quickly shot down by uh, Chris Cotillo. The Armadillo. Cotillo, however, yeah, I think it's Cotillo, right? It's pronounced yeah. like pillow. Yeah. The Armadillo uh, Cotillo. Uh, Cotillo was like, no, that's not happening. Uh, but they were saying that there was like interest from the Boston Red Sox in uh noted psychopath and not in the fun, this is my closer, the psycho way, like an actual uh, dangerous person. Uh, Domingo German, who unfortunately also threw a perfect game last year, which means that somebody will probably take a shot at him. But um, how do you feel that that is the first like real rumor with the Red Sox that's come out? Did not make me feel good. Not going to lie. I saw that. And I'm like, can we not have a wife beater on the team? Like it, it just, it would make it so much harder to like consistently share for the team. If every fifth day, like I just see like a fucking, you know, literally just an abuser on the field. Yeah. I, I mean, I, it's also I, like, that's not even, there are better questionable people available that shouldn't that's be. That's the thing. It's like, there are better, why would you take Domingo German when you could probably get Trevor Bauer for the same amount of money? Which is like it, it's literally, because that's the thing is like in sports, the argument for forsaking your moral compass is they have so much talent that it doesn't matter. Like Domingo German is not a person with so much talent that you ignore that he's a wife beater. Yeah, like with Domingo German is is going to be that guy that you say, you know what? We'll take the bad PR for Domingo German. Like if that was the Red Sox, can we? Did we just forget what happened with minor league journeyman Matt Dermody, who made some like questionable tweets? Which, admittedly, they were pretty shitty tweets. But there's a big difference between that and being a domestic abuser, and then he came back from that, like, to the Yankees, and he had more issues last year, where, like, they had to, I don't even, he, like, showed up drunk in the clubhouse, and they had to restrain him in the sauna, or just something, like, freaking crazy. Like, what, why would you do that? Why would you, like, what team is going to actually be able to withstand that PR hit? Uh, It'll be some team that just patently does not care. Yeah, Tampa. He's going to win a Cy Young Award if he goes to Tampa. That's the worst of all of it. It's crazy, like, how just, like, any time I see any pitcher ever go to Tampa, I'm like, oh, well, fuck. (laughs) It's like, he's going to fucking put a, you know, sub-3 ERA, like, with a sub-1 whip and just dominate the league. Great. Oh, you want some adjacent Red Sox news since we didn't really get any, but this is Red Sox adjacent? Oh, yeah. Caleb Ort. Remember him? Grillmaster Ort. Boo! See, I always liked Ord a little bit because I would see him, um, like, in the clubhouse at AAA, and he looks like um, – do you ever see the Karate Kid or watch Cobra yes. Kai? Yep. He kind of looks like he could be Johnny Lawrence's dad. He he, he kind of – I do like see his father. I do think it is extremely funny that, like, the Red Sox – like, part of the Red Sox clubhouse got alienated to Jared Karabas because he said the controversial statement that Caleb Ort is bad. So that's the thing that will always stick out to me. <laughs> I, I'm sorry. It was objectively funny. It was, it was funny. funny. It's also even funnier because he was like the one guy at first. Be like, come on, guys. Kill a board. Yeah, support. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing with Orc. And this is what made me remember this. Um, 
So he was with, uh, he got, he's not with the Red Sox anymore. They DFA'd him. He was immediately claimed by the Mariners. They just DFA'd him, immediately claimed by the Marlins. So he's geographically that much closer to joining his inevitable final destination of the Tampa Bay Rays. I think that Ord is destined to save like 40 games for the one year. I mean, being DFA'd by the uh, the Mariners is really a sign of good things to come. Like, just like remember, Burbibabo, Baba Boobablo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, my, like, my boy Babibble. Yeah. Like after he got DFA'd, he turned into uh, one of the best relievers in all of baseball. He was great last year. Great uh, change of pace, lefty. I'm very happy he's coming back next year. So hopefully, good things are. Again, I you never I, I never root against these guys. Like I want I want to see them succeed. I love Johnny Lawrence, so I really want his dad to do a good job. Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's like legit. I think the only real Red Sox news that uh, we've gotten since our last episode. So, yeah, gotta love uh, baseball free agency. Just really eventful, action packed. Uh, love the action packed rumors that uh, nothing's happened with. Um, what are you, what are you thinking about this Joe, uh, Juan Soto stuff? Uh, like he's probably the biggest name on the trade market. Like uh, it's like the last time there was a guy as good as him available to be traded, it was probably Juan Soto. I, I don't count Shohei because he didn't end up getting traded, but yeah. it was probably Juan Soto. Uh, not, uh, it's probably Mookie Betts. True, I can't talk. Uh, I think it is extremely comical that the Yankees think they have leverage in their trade, like with the Padres. Uh, like they're like, walk me through these rumors because I really try not to read too much into them. I'm aware that like there's talk about it, but what's what's going on? Uh, basically, like the Yankees, uh, according to like Heyman and like Nightingale, uh, like offered the Padres like a deal with a, uh, or the Padres put a deal on the place that like have seven players in it. And uh, I think the main names were, like, Michael King, like, Johnny Brito, and, like, Drew Thorpe would be, like, the the best prospect coming out of there. And the Yankees apparently, like, just balked at this offer. Like, you know, you expect us to give up Michael King? I'm sorry. If you are letting Michael King, Michael King, hold up your fucking deal for Juan Soto, who literally would be... Uh, I, is, would there be a more perfect person to slot right into that Yankees lineup? They're de- in I, desperate need. You can say that about any lineup, though. Like Juan Soto, if Literally. you get him, you find the space for him. No, but especially Juan Soto, because like you know, the, like probably maybe the best lefty hitter in the league. Yeah, He's he one of the best up. hitters of his generation in Yankee Stadium. Are you are you kidding me? And like you're balking because of Michael King and Drew Thorpe. Uh, I mean, and I Yankee fans that. are trying to gas up Drew Thorpe right. like he's the second coming Christ brother. I didn't even hear of him before this the trade talks even started. He ain't that good a prospect. <laughs> yeah, King is King is kind of like, from what I can tell, he's sort of like Garrett Whitlock 2021, where it's like, oh, he had a really good reliever season. They're gonna try him as a starter. Well, I know they subbed him in for some starts this year and he looked yeah. good. Yeah, no, but, I don't think that he's a bad pitcher or anything like that. He's just not He's not Juan Soto. He's not even yeah, one that, year of Juan Soto. That's not. Now. That's the thing. Is like, uh, it's like, oh well. I I hate the disingenuous arguments too from online. It's like, well, you know, you can't give up that much for one year of Juan Soto. Dipshit. If you're giving up a big package for Juan Soto, the assumption is you're extending him right after. I'm this pretty is, sure. By the way, Hogdale specialty. Hogdale <laughs> specialty is big packages. So. Yeah, he exactly. knows a lot about this topic. The idea that any team would trade for Juan Soto, like not having the idea of having a gigantic extension waiting for him as soon as he touches down in the airport, is asinine. Like, 
That was my thinking a little bit, too, is, like, if they're not willing to make that trade, they must not be confident they can do the extension. And you think about all of, like, the dead money that they have, the dead weight in contracts, and not even the dead weight, just, like, guys that they had to pay a lot of money to keep, like Aaron Judge. Like, that guy's making Judge's contract, they have Stanton's contract forever. Like, Carlos Rodon's got four more years on his. You're obviously Jared Cole's Cole. got his money, and his money was worth it. Him and Judge both yeah. were worth the contract, but it's still money oh, that's absolutely. on your books. And like that's why, like uh, the rumors about them being after Yamamoto and like them being after Juan Soto, I just simply don't buy it. Yeah, it uh, just doesn't. Seem Hal Steinbrenner is not George Steinbrenner. Stop deluding yourselves into thinking that he is. He's not going to spend Steve Cohen money on the uh, the Yankees to win. He's not going to do it. Now, do you think that Soto ends up traded? I mean, yeah, like the like Padres can't keep him and like this is his best value now. They have to move him. I mean, if, I, if it were me, and it's obviously not, what I try to do, I try to trade Tatis and then extend Soto because I think that Soto's for his longevity is better. I mean, yeah, but, I don't mind that. If they want to do that, yeah, because mostly I don't mind that because the place Fernando Tatis Jr. would be going would be to the Boston Red Sox. Like, let's <laughs> not kid ourselves. Like, fucking, he'd be a perfect fit. Like, he he solves every one of their problems. So who? where do you think Soto ends up then? Like, if you had um, to get, like, just had to guess. Like, shot in the dark, he's got a 1 in 29 chance of nailing it. Probably better because there's, like, he's not going to the Kansas City Royals or whatever. You know Something you always need to like be wary of, like are teams that like in previous seasons tried to take a big swing but couldn't get it done. Yeah. And like I think the like the Giants are like in on a lot of like the biggest players on the market right now, whether it be in free agency or in the trade market. Like uh I think they're a major player for Otani and no one's talking about him, and I don't know why, because it just makes so much sense. Otani to the Giants, like if I, yeah, and that's I think that that takes us into our next uh, topic pretty pretty nicely. Shohei Otani, I think that he's the real prize, and Juan Soto is the is the compensation pick. Like he's if you he's your silver medal if you can't get, which is weird saying Juan Soto. It's a really good medal. silver medal. <laughs> he's like you're, like you're fine with that silver medal, but he's still your silver medal. I think Shohei makes a lot of sense for the Giants who swung and missed on Judge. They tried to get Carlos Correa, probably feeling pretty good about the fact that it didn't work out there now. Um, But they didn't really get anybody. So they have this money now, like all the books that they can try to get somebody with. Maybe it's, maybe it's Soto or maybe it's Shohei. Um, They have all this, all this money on the books. They're also not a terrible team, like at all. Like they have a, at least a competitive ball club. And like, They've been spurned. I really think that like they're going to go after one of these big fishes. And in terms of like uh, Otani, uh, I think like I said, San Fran's a big player. Randomly, like recently, like the Blue Jays have come up as like a somewhat realistic option, which is kind of crazy to me. Like, are they really willing to spend that much money? Yeah, you know the Blue Jays are kind of like um, they're, they're weird for me because I could see them so- somehow managing to sign both Yamamoto and Otani. Or I could see them swinging and missing on every free agent and, like, their grand prize being Lucas Giolito or someone like that. Yeah, see, yeah, uh, so there's so many outcomes for them that I could The Blue Jays really are just an enigma. Like, I have no idea what their plan is. Because, like, they should know that this is their window. Like, their team's really good. They just haven't had enough to get over the edge yet. 
So like, are they going to get super aggressive and like really, uh, you know, push towards the finish line by like getting those massive pieces? Because they were like, it sounds like they were in a on a possible Juan Soto trade as well. So I don't even know how many prospects they have left over <laughs> after the, the way they've been shopping the last few years. I'm sure they probably have still have some high end guys. And if you're going to get Soto, you would be parting with them to get him. Oh, I'm seeing Brady might, uh, he says he's five minutes away. So I'm going to see if I can get Brady to come in. Huge. So he's running late from his, he must have killed that guy quickly. Or I mean, sorry, he must have finished his job <laughs> quickly. Uh, okay. So let's get um, um, another, like, just on this topic with Otani. I was reading today a rumor that he was getting somewhere between 500 million and 600 million. Yes. Do you think that that's realistic and why? I mean, yeah, it, it is. I It's really not an exaggeration to say, one, that Otani is a once-in-a-millennia player, let alone a once-in-a-generational player. Like, just in terms of his on-field talent, he's also the single most marketable player in all of baseball. I mean, this is a guy who's, like, going to be, in terms of international marketing, I don't think there's anyone better. I mean you're getting all of Japan watching your games as soon as you sign him. <laughs> and as well as like, he's just so likable. Everyone in the States loves him as well. So like you're adding on so much value just in terms of off the field stuff and on and on the field, like, yeah, he might not pitch next year, but assuming he pitches close to where he was before, you're still going to get what four at least four or five years of uh, one of the best hitters in the league combined with like a top 25 pitcher in the league, which is the most ridiculous value you can get out of any single player. <laughs> and you're going to make that money back very quickly too. Yeah. So, like, like you're going to make the yeah. money back. Yeah. I mean, I, I think that there's a case that um, Otani is part of a very rare um, athlete in all sports, not just baseball, but all sports. He's a globally recognized figure and, you know, baseball might not be as popular as soccer. So I, I'm not going to say like, you know, like, uh, like he's more relevant than Lionel Messi or whoever, but put him against any other American athletes. Like at the, I, LeBron, maybe, but he's old now. He's not in yeah. his prime. Uh, is there anybody in football? I mean, the biggest story in football is because a guy is dating Taylor Swift. The biggest football story is Taylor Swift, you know, yes. who is not, I, I don't know if you know, not a football player. So I don't consider that hockey's hockey. Is there anybody really competing against Shohei? No, I mean, not in the States. States, I really don't think it's close. And uh, I just think it's like, to me, it's such a no-brainer. Like, if you have uh, the money to go get him, like pay whatever you need to get. This is this is potentially like the single most talented baseball player to ever live. <laughs> yeah, it's certainly, and you can say all you want about like the risk and all of that other stuff, but... You know, there's going to be a risk for everybody. At least this one has an automatic market you know, for yeah. like an international market. The, the, whoever gets this guy is suddenly going to be the center of baseball. The $500, $600 million dollar, uh, price tag immediately makes me LOL. Like whenever a Mariners fan's like, oh, yeah, man, we're signing Otani. Like, okay, poverty man and your poverty team, please be quiet. I thought they were already talking. 
Yeah, they were already counted out. What was who's it down to? Because if it were me just guessing, I would say probably. I know you mentioned the Blue Jays and Giants. I think I I have to think the Dodgers are going to be going hard for him too. To, to me, the boring answer of where he's going to go is the Dodgers. Because yeah, like, I think so Dodgers. too. Like it's the Dodgers. They got Freddie Freeman by accident. It seemed like it. It's you know what's crazy is that like the Dodgers got Freddie Freeman and then he had like two of the best years of his career. What's even crazier is that the Braves don't regret it because Matt Olson is almost as good and he's way younger. <laughs> you know that Freddie Freeman is like thirty three years old and he had his first twenty twenty season this year. He also hit fifty nine doubles. Dude, he's crazy, man. I mean, he's twenty nine homers. He's one of those few guys where it's like, yeah, he's a Hall of Famer. Like, oh, obviously, he's going to oh, be a Hall of Famer when he's done. He might already be a Hall of Famer now with the resume he, that he's put up. He's a World Series champion. He's an MVP. He's a multi-time yep. All-Star, Silver Slugger, Gold Glove. He's got over 2,000 hits, I think, at this point. So, like, And this is a guy that usually gets around 200 hits anyway. He doesn't seem to – he seems to not have an issue staying healthy. I, so I believe the uh, – He the might average... be four or five seasons away from 3,000 hits. Because I believe the average war for a Hall of Fame player is like 50 to 55. Right now, he has 55 wins above replacement. So, like, all he needs is like a couple more seasons, and he's firmly in that camp. I mean, that's pretty cool. Like, that, like I don't know. I love Freddie Freeman, and I have. Yeah, man, 2020 lot, so. season, like, when you're in your th- mid-30s is just kind of insane. <laughs> it it really, and also just like that he's stealing more bases. He's so, he's so agile. He's a great like, base runner. Yeah. Like a, a six and a half war season as a fucking 34 year old. You're an insane person. <laughs> I think Brady's struggling to get into the chat now. He said he's he was working walking on into it, the hotel like 17 minutes ago. So I got a lot of admiration for Freddie Freeman. And he's just like one of those guys where just like everyone loves him. Yeah. No. Is there anybody that I, everybody except for Ronald Acuna, there was like that story that he was like mean to Acuna or something in the clubhouse. Yeah. And I thought that was fucking cringe, but you know, we move. So speaking of moving, what's our, um, Hall of Fame. They announced, uh, Jim Leland is being added into the baseball Hall of Fame today. The manager, um, well, I think probably more for people more recently, he was the Tigers manager. But I believe he won a World Series as the Marlins manager in 1997, three-time yep. uh, uh, manager of the year for baseball. And just consider, like, it seemed like a no-brainer, so I was very happy. To <laughs> yeah, see it's like good for him. Managers, I wish they'd vote on managers. I really do. Yeah, I agree. I agree with that. Oh, Brady's here. There's our handsome stud of a man. Oh, wow, it's Brady. What's up, everybody? Did you bring a microphone to the hotel with you? Fuck yeah, I did. Wow, let's, let's go. go. Let's go, Bruce. I'm just imagining you on like the Amtrak there, being like, "I've got a microphone in my bag." I've got a <laughs> microphone in my bag. I was like, "I swear to God, it's just, it's so big." It's so big. <laughs> Do you- For those of you watching, you know, I, I think you can guess what just happened. I think uh, if you're not watching this, I think you can guess what just happened. We were all very happy. How you doing, exciting. buddy? I'm doing really, really, really good right now. How's everybody? How's everybody doing in uh, Red Sox land here? Oh, good. I mean, we there's nothing. We we briefly talked about the how how the uh, Domingo German rumors are stupid. And I hate it. 
That was it. Um, we don't think it's real, and we don't think he's coming to Boston, but it's also stupid. That's kind of been... There just hasn't been... We talked about Caleb Hort. That's where we're at. Like, there hasn't been a lot of rumors. So what we were doing and what we were about to get into was... Um, now, you've been at your your uh, Best Teachers in America convention because you're one of the best teachers in America. You're also a CIA agent. Uh, Confirmed. Yeah. I can't confirm nor deny. Yeah. <laughs> your, your cover right. is as a, uh, a teacher, and you're at some something in D.C. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. Maybe. Did you hear the Hall of Fame news? I did, but I'm really pissed off. What are you pissed off about? Let's go. How you does not Lou like Pin- Jim Leland? No, I, I love Jim Leland. How's Lou Pinella missed by they, one? Okay, thank you. Okay, good. I'm glad that you said it. Vote. What are we just bad people now in America? Is that what it is? Remember when Lou Pinella won 116 games as the manager of the Seattle Mariners? Ichiro Suzuki's rookie year. That was awesome. And his nickname is Sweet Lou. Like if I called like Sweet Hogdale, which he is sweet, right? He's a sweet boy. <laughs> he really look is. at look at that striped shirt. I was saying this before. Doesn't he look like he's on his way to school photos <laughs> for like his school picture, like with like a cloud, a nice cloud background, or like a nice can I be honest background? Can I be totally honest? I would vote for Hogdale for class president. Like with oh, oh yesterday, fucking... yesterday, yeah. like that 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 is somebody that will make lunchtime permanent. Right, like he's like, I demand an extra ten minutes of recess, and you're yeah. like, I will not rest until we're we play for ten more minutes. Good we will Hogs. stage a sit-in. So, Jim Leland, love it. Like, is he the last manager to smoke a cigarette like in the dugout? It's Jack McKee. Like- I mean, Jack McKeon, I thought was doing that too, but he was. I don't know which one. I think that. Yeah, I think he would have been the last one. I think McKeon retired before Leland. Is Jack McKeon a poor man's Jim Leland? They both won World Series with the Marlins. Who's cuter? Oh, Leland. <laughs> Leland. I have a baseball card of Leland when I think he was the manager of the uh, I think he was the manager of the Pirates at the time, and he's wearing his cute little hat. Like they had like the old, you know, like the old uh, Pirates caps that like look kind of like they were sailors or like train conductors. Yes. Yeah, he was like wearing one of those. It's pretty fucking cute. I don't think I've ever seen McKeon wear one of those. So correct. Leland's hotter. <laughs> you heard it. You heard it here first. Yeah. Um, well, but I'm going to list you guys now because we didn't do this last week. Um, the baseball Hall of Fame ballot came out and we, we didn't talk about this. Mm-mm. I'm going to list you the names and you're going to tell me you have 10 of these. So just keep track. You're going to tell me if you would vote for them to get in or not. OK, mm-hmm. and we're going to start with the new guys. OK, yep. ready? David Wright. No. Yeah, no. no. That's tough, but no. Yeah, I, he just didn't stay healthy. That's a guy that was a he was kind of like if Nomar Garcia Parra played third base, he'd be David Wright. Basically, he was yeah. really good at his prime, <laughs> and if he could have stayed healthy, yes, easily, but he didn't. And it is who's better career, David Wright or Dustin Pedroia? Uh, Pedroia, because he played Pedroia. second base. Good point. Yep, I mean, better position to play. Uh, Wright was incredible, but I think for Drew, for what he provided at a tougher position to get offense from, I'd go Pedroia. Plus, cool. he won two World Series. <laughs> yeah, like I, I could see Pedroia actually like sneaking in. I don't think he's going to, but I could. I wouldn't be shocked if he did. Mm-hmm. Right, based I on just the strength happening. of position, that's the thing. Because there aren't that many like you know Hall of Fame caliber second basemen. It's just kind of rare. Yeah, I mean, if Bobby Dorr can get it, not that Bobby Dorr was bad, but like you put look at the numbers, it's not quite the same as some other positions. So yeah. Uh, anyway, next guy, Chase Utley. Speaking of second baseman, 
no. I'm a yes on Utley, actually. I think he was the best offensive second baseman in his day, and he played for a long time, won a few World Series. So I go yes on Utley. Uh, but have you considered fuck him? Yeah, right. Thank you, Hogdale, <laughs> for being the voice of reason yet again. Ah, uh, God damn it. I'm looking at his stats, and yeah, he probably should be. <laughs> Let's go. God damn it. Like, yeah, damn like 64. Damn you facts and reason, Eddie. Damn you facts and logic. He has 64 war as a second baseman. 800 That's career fine. slash line. Fine. Okay, fuck him, but no. He was really <laughs> uh, I mean, you can hate him for other reasons, too. Like, that's fine. Like, Give um, me a gray hair look cool again, so I like that. So I've got a few guys that I think are probably no's, so we can go by them pretty quickly. Uh, James Shields? <laughs> no. No. Uh, Jose Reyes? No. 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 Brandon Phillips? Love the guy, but probably not. No. Lamau, no. Uh, Hit dog. Uh, another ex Red Sox, Victor Martinez. Love him. No, man, I loved him love in his prime, him. but no, <laughs> no. Uh, here's another ex Red Sox that I think is a slam dunk. There is no way he's not getting in, and that's Adrian Beltre. Yeah, he's he in. should be first ballot unanimous. First ballot. Yeah. If he's unanimous, it wouldn't show. He's you can make it like I think that he's one of the top 10 third basemen all time, not just of like the modern era, but like ever. Uh, that'd be a valid, you'd have a valid argument. Yeah. He was phenomenal. Yeah, he's I like, think uh, modern day Eddie Matthews. Only way he should be able to get in is if like all of the living Hall of Fame members just get to like rub his fucking head. Like he can't <laughs> get in unless they're all like, come here. You know what I mean? Like it's got like, oh no, 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 don't do it. No. no. The thing is about Adrian Beltre is that he was so consistently great for so long. Like it like you look at his stats, like, man, like he was in the league for 20 years. That's insane. Easy on the eyes, too. 100%. He also wasn't, like, he was really good with L.A., and then he went to Seattle and had some off years. People forget this, but he went to Boston to rebuild his value. That's why it was a one-year deal. And he was amazing in Boston. Yeah, and he had a great year. And he was even more amazing when he went to Texas. What a oh, smart I decision. Mean, I'm a good hitter. Like, I pull the ball. I should go to hitters' parks, not this, uh, not this right. chasm that is Seattle. This thing is like he went to Texas and like he just put together this string of just incredible years with the bat and glove in his like you know mid 30s. Like, this is a guy like he put up 93 war in his career as a third baseman. That's insane. <laughs> it hurts though, whenever I think of Adrian Beltre, like the what, what could have been, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's funny that you mentioned that. Because the guy that they ended up going with, because I know where you're going with this, that if they had signed Adrian Beltre to an extension mm-hmm. instead of trading for Adrian Gonzalez and signing mm-hmm. Carl Crawford, guess who's on the ballot this year? Adrian Gonzalez. And that's yeah, a note from me. Yeah, no. But now in that world, right? Like in that bizarro universe now, Rizzo is not traded, right? Right, yeah. so Rizzo. You probably still end up trading him though, because you have Yuke as your first base, but you don't need Rizzo. True. So like, you'd probably trade him go- for something else. Cole Hamels was, was hot to be had at that time. There was a lot of fucking Cole Hamel rumors. And you probably were you a Cole Hamels guy, Ed? Um, yes, it, yes, I wasn't. I wasn't when the yeah. like the 2015 stuff with Mookie started coming. I wasn't at that point. No, we don't um, trade Mookie. We never trade Mookie. Yeah, no, no. Uh, but I was he would have yeah I think he would have been good left handed uh, left handed guy did it in Philly so why wouldn't he be able to do it in Boston like yeah I would have been I think he would have been a good fit it didn't happen but I think he would have been a good fit how about Cliff Lee uh, never a big Cliff Lee guy no that's the nope 
Mm. Yeah, I just wasn't that. I just wasn't that into Cliff Lee. I'm sorry. Wow. Yeah, okay. that's weird. Wasn't for me. I liked. I was. I think he and CC Sabathia were on the uh, the team a team together with Cleveland, right? That's correct. That was a sick team. It was like yeah, Southpaws, killer Southpaws coming yeah. at you. Uh, so and he, this is okay. This is a as like a Red Sox fan. I know he ended up on the Yankees and everything. I will always have so much respect for CC Sabathia. The man would eat an entire box of Captain Crunch every day. Every day. And like then go that. out and pitch Major League Baseball. That man yeah. is living all of our dreams. Like, from 100%. when we were eight years old and just wanted to eat Captain Crunch all day. I know I did. Shout out to, yeah, you know, Milwaukee Brewers legend, CC Sabathia. Um, right? That was my favorite version of CC Sabathia. He was just like, <laughs> give me the ball every other fucking day. And I'm going to go also- nine. It's also, underrated. I'm going to hit home runs because we pitchers still bad. And yes. I hit. It's <laughs> underrated, like, how long he spent with the Yankees. Like, he was there for, I mean, the majority of his career, he was there longer than he was with Cleveland. And in my head, yeah. CeCe Zabathia is a Cleveland Indian. What I appreciate I like about that. him in, in New York, too, though, was that towards the end of it, he was still able to be effective. Like, he learned how to pitch. Um, yeah, he, like, 100%. he lost his velocity, but he was still able to, like, induce bad contact, and he was able to really make the most out of that contract. And he's, uh, like, that, he's yeah. like, he was also one of those guys, like, where when he was in his prime, he was, like, one of the, the dying breed of a true workhorse pitcher. A true, true workhorse, workhorse starting pitcher. Fuck, yeah, an ace. I'm looking at his 2007 season with uh with Cleveland, and he, he had, won the MVP, right? Or not I the MVP, think, the Cy Young that year, or was that the next year in Milwaukee? He won the Cy Young. One yeah, he won Cy, Cy Young. He also got MVP votes. 241 innings pitched. Wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he was a starter and a reliever on on the squad. That's amazing. Like, it's yeah. insane, dude. So got a few more of these guys. Um, mm-hmm. Joe Bauer. I actually. I say yes. For me, it's I a yes. I say yes for Joe Bauer. For me, it's a yes. Uh, whenever, like, uh, in a few years, because I hope this sets the precedent for Buster Posey when he should yeah. get in as well. Because catching like, is weird. It's there. Are, it's rare to see. I think you have to acknowledge with catchers, it's just a position you're going to have a shorter prime nowadays because of just how physically demanding of a position it is. Joe Bauer, when he was at his best, was, like, by a wide margin, the best catcher on planet Earth. Like, he was... He, phenomenal here's the thing like you say buster posey and i don't even think twice right i don't even think twice yes you say, you want, you you say joe like mauer right but you say joe mauer and i'm like hmm, let me think about that for a minute it's because it's right? minnesota twins bias because he didn't play for a major <laughs> market and he didn't win it's sad but it's true yeah okay like yeah. If, if okay imagine if joe mauer was a yankee because like yankee oh, fans oh won't shut God. the fuck up about don mattingly and like fucking <laughs> They'll downplay guys like Joe Mauer. Donnie Baseball. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, fucking. All right. Like, yeah, man. I mean, Mauer, what? He like, he won an MVP as a catcher, which is just like a thing that really doesn't happen anymore. <laughs> so here's the last of the first years. Uh, Matt Holiday, which is unfortunately a no. I do like him. It's Fuck no, Matt but Holiday. I liked him a lot. Yeah. Fuck him. <laughs> uh, yeah, you, did you? Did you? Isn't he the one that you heckled like the entire World Series game you were at? The entire fucking game. I was just like, "Fuck you, Matt Holiday. You know what you did on that night? You fucking piece of shit." The craziest thing about Matt Holiday is I'm looking at his page, and apparently he was an Oakland Athletic, and I do not remember. Very oh, yeah. Very. A lot of guys were Oakland. Like Jermaine Dye was inexplicably an Oakland yep. Athletic for a little bit. Nomar Garcia Para. 
ended his career with I them. Forgot Frank that. Thomas ended his career with the A's. Oh wow. Yeah, Matt Holiday, I mean, like he's a guy where like he's a dude like when you're older, like you're talking about like the like the best hitters of his era. And it's just like, oh man, Matt Holiday was really good in his prime, man. Cause like he was a uh, uh an anchor, like with that uh that Colorado Rockies team that went to the World Series in two thousand seven. Oh, Him and Todd Helton really ma- anchored it down there. And yeah. then he was a core piece of that really good St. Louis Cardinals team yeah. in the early 2010s. So, like, do you think of him as a Rocky or a Cardinal? Rocky I honestly think of him as, for me, he's a Cardinal in my yeah, head. For me, he's a Rocky, but I can I see him as one. The Oakland A is definitely for me. Is like... <laughs> I agree. You know what? You know good what I mean? take. Good, good take. day for life. <laughs> um, Bertolo Cologne. Speaking of Oakland days and Red uh, Sox and I think every other team. And he's pitching in like uh, uh, Mumbai or something like that now. I am too. That's cool. Yeah. That's where you were. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Going to be a no for me, dog. Bartolo? Yeah. Yeah. No on Bartolo for me. That's a yes for me. I don't even want to look at stats. I just want to look at my heart. You know what's crazy is like you look at his reference page. the numbers. And there's like, he had a two year gap where he just wasn't pitching a major league baseball. Yes. And then he came back and pitched like six more years. Yep. And he was really good for a few of them. Yeah. But, I mean, fucking Bartolo's a guy like cool. he's just around forever. He's mostly just solid. Well, he I had mean, like those stem cell, um, like the stem cell injection or something like that. I remember to like regenerate his arm and it, it, it worked really well, apparently. Yeah. Why doesn't James Paxton get that? Uh, I think James Paxton because uh, he's a coward. I, I, I was gonna say I think it might be a religious thing, but I don't want to have that argument either. So I do. <laughs> like I really, really have to have that. Wow, is he like? Is he a? Witch? I have no, no, I have no idea. I don't. I have absolutely no idea. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what like uh, treatment yeah. is like. It's just the episode from South Park with uh, Christopher Reeve. <laughs> You know, like wait, sucking down the stem cells. Hold on, that brings up a whole different question for me, and I really mean this. I just want to like, I'm just spitballing here, so like, yeah. don't yeah. You, give me a second, to hear me out, right? Okay, let's hear you out. Let's hear you out. It, it is is which a gender specific term? I don't think so. Don't you think can be. Is. I don't know. You can, like you like you can be like senior witch. Witch. Like you like Hogdale could be a witch. Oh, I think oh, witches. No, I think witches. Which is gender specific? Which is because warlock female. would be the counterpart. Yeah, warlock oh. or like yeah. Okay, can I? Be I was real? I was thinking witch as like W H I for some reason. Yeah, or wizard. Okay. Obviously, no. Yeah. I, I wasn't. Okay, it's a good wait. question. So you're telling me right now you believe that, as far as you know, in your specificity, is that warlock is the counterpart to witch? Now yes. I want to know from you, which term do you just find cooler take out gender just term warlock or witch warlock is cooler like witch i feel like because like yeah. i don't know, maybe it's just like the uh the old fairy tales with like the green prickly uh skin of witches where they just look decrepit and dying Correct. like warlocks like imagine like they're sleek they're cool you know like but, brad mills <laughs> like yeah. brad like Brad Mills, the warlock. Like, can we can we get that going? Can we can we identify a player this year that we were like his that nickname? Guy's a warlock. He's the warlock. <laughs> well, that would have been yeah. Jorge Alfaro last Let's year keep, for me. He yeah. looks like he could be a warlock. Oh my god! We, we'll have to year. keep that in our back pocket for the yeah, we'll, need to, we'll need to keep an eye out for for the guy that, that's a warlock. I agree. The warlock of the week. Warlock of the week. I'm into that. Um, oh, sorry, I'll, I'll yeah. Stop. So back to the Hall of Fame. Uh, Jose Bautista, 
the last of the one first year guys. Uh, no, but he had an amazing peak. Yeah, sure, he did. And, and, he punched, and a hell of a right oh, cross. He punched, he took, he, yeah. Wait. Did, 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 uh, no, I think um, he was the one that lost that fight to him. Yeah, he got he never fucking... lived it out. Odor took him out. Odor was yeah. actually, he's only 30. Isn't that weird? It's pronounced odor. Odor? Oh, it's Odor. odor. <laughs> No, it is Odor. Oh, it's, it's not stinky. Jose Bautista is a guy like where like the Blue Jays might retire his number for that yeah. because he was like really important to their franchise. But like, oh, like he just, his peak just wasn't long enough. Plus, his peak just happened too late into his career. Steroid guy? No, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> I don't know. I just read something one time. I don't know. Okay. Gonna read a couple more of these guys. So these are the these are not the first timers. These are the guys that are uh, have been on it for a while. Uh, Tory Hunter. Oh, I love Tory Hunter. Not a hall. He was he was good, but now hall of good. Hall of yeah, good. The, yeah, he's hall yeah. of very good. Yeah, I don't he's hall of very good. He's like Bernie Williams in some ways. Like very good, mm, not hall good of comp. good. Very good combat. Yeah. Uh, Francisco Rodriguez. K Rod. Rod, I yeah. hate how disrespected closers are, man. He like, saved 60 games in one year, if I remember correctly. Something like I love that you said that. Like that. I love it. Because I don't that. get it, man. Like, they're like the standard right now is like you have to be like the top one or two closer all time to get into the Hall of Fame. And I just don't get it, man. Like, it's its own separate position. You got to treat it like with its own, like, uh, with its own determining factors. Like, to me, like, uh, like when Papelbaum was on the ballot, like, yeah, he should have gotten into the Hall of Fame. It's it's crazy that Billy Wagner hasn't gotten in yet. <laughs> well, that's Love another it. one. We can say Wagner, yes. Uh, I vote yes for Wagner, and I I would not vote yes for K. Rod this year, but I think I could see myself voting for him in a different year further down. He's on his second year, so he's got a lot of time. But I would vote yes for Wagner. Actually, counterpoint on K. Rod, he had the rally monkey. That was pretty cool. Also, wow, you just made me feel old. <laughs> yeah, no, me too, sure. dude. I remember being in like sixth grade when that happened, Brady. That's how. That's how old you like. You just made. I remember teaching my sure second year. Older. A little bit, like, yeah, a little bit. Like Wagner's such a yes. Like, uh, yeah. Um, who else? Mike. So- he was, he was, was better than Hoffman, and like he hasn't gotten in yet, but Hoffman Ho- did. Well, Hoffman. I mean, Hoffman came in a while ago, and yeah, I mean, didn't Hoffman also have the most saves? I think that um, he objectively has more saves. Yeah, but it's like me. fucking Bless you know you. saves a subjective stat. Like when you look at like all the actual numbers, as to like who was better, like Wagner's better. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why it's for me. They're both kind of borderline, but Wagner's just good enough. And right now, Karen's just below that. Just he was below a, that. He was a Red Sox too, so we give that to him. Wagner, yeah, for like what, like thirteen innings? I remember yeah, that. that was great. Fucking loved all thirteen of them though. Like was I was fun. like, oh my god. I know, I, I, I just I hate the way the Hall of Fame treats closers. Like to me, like you need to look yeah. at every position Preach. like at its own, yeah. you know, with its own specific determining factors. Preach. No Hugdale. more closers on the list, but I have someone that you mentioned a little earlier, Hogdale. Todd Helton. When you look at his how obsessed are people with cores? That's really what it comes down to. To me, to me, he's a yes. To me, he's Larry should be Walker's in. in, you have to put Todd Helton in. I'm the thing is Larry Walker is different though, because his splits away from like he had like an equal amount almost of innings away from cores as he was in cores. And he was just as good outside of cores as there. Helton that much worse outside of cores. Uh, I know his like road OPS is like a significant difference, but to me, like he hit 372 one year, the same year. Nobar hit 372. I mean, actually. he was the he best the player on a Rockies team that somehow inexplicably made it to the world series. 
And like he was good for a really long time, and he was also like no slouch defensively either. To me, he's Great a defensive yes. first baseman. And also, again, like this is one of those things where like if this dude was a Yankee, he'd fucking be in. If this dude was oh, a Red he would have been in five years like, ago if he was a Yankee. If he was like a if he was a high market guy, he would be in. Like I I hate like disrespecting these small market guys. Like he deserves to be in. Was he in Oakland A? No, he was a Rocky for life. Actually, yeah, he, a, he never he was, a was his only team. Do you realize Hogdale? Is in full uni tonight for the A's, right? Oh, how <laughs> you are! You do have A's colors on. I'm ready like, to go, uh, man. Yeah, representing before their move to Vegas. Center yeah, field. I can see Hogdale as a center fielder, just oh, patrolling yeah. shit out there. Like, I got. Oh, it. I see. So, I if I were to build, like, I've done this in my head before, like, which is like my my Twitter peeps, like, what position they be. Uh, Hogdale would be my closer. Let's go. I love that so much. Yeah. No like fear. imagining this fucking boulder of a man coming out of like the bullpen and staring you down, you know? I'd like to be a pitching coach. Oh, like, I'd have I'd you as like a set. You, you look like, I, I think I've said this before. You look speedy. I feel like you'd be a good center fielder. Short sprints. You look, you I mean, look scrappy. Oh, I'm a utility. Yeah. Whatever you need. Center field. Like, uh, Hernandez defense was a little better at shortstop. That's, that's, that's what <laughs> no. I think. Maybe I would beat Kike. Like actually, like I think, he, like, wow. I think you would. I think you would beat him out for that role. Is Kike coming home? Um, I don't know. He's a free agent. That's no. Like, yeah, good call. I, I, what, coming home for him be like the Marlins or something though. <laughs> like I think <laughs> he's been with a lot of different teams. He was with Houston at one point. Was he yeah. really? Yeah. Oh yeah, he bounced around before he ended up in L.A. What a whore! I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Have cool. you seen his dance moves? Let's, let's 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 slut shame that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. You don't learn that just because you're around <laughs> one or two teams. Yeah, you know your way around a clubhouse. You know that. <laughs> oh, KK. Um, who else we got on here? Uh, Andrew Jones. I mean, yes for Andrew Jones. It's a yes, and I'm tired of people like around. He's not in minutes. already. No, no he's, he's not. not. It's insane. The dude's like let's... arguably the best defensive center fielder ever, and he hit 400 home runs. Like, okay. let's fucking pull it together here, guys. <laughs> Put him is in. That, is that a steroid thing? You think like a, a question about? No, he wasn't a steroid guy. He was. He was never a steroid guy. I so don't then, think. what? What are? What are we fucking doing? Like, that's the easiest well, dude, one. You. The Hall of Fame does this. Why didn't Larry Walker get in like 15 years earlier? Because the Hall of Fame are fucking ridiculous. All right, <laughs> I have a take. I don't give a shit. I'm just gonna say it right now. I was at the Hall of Fame like a couple years ago. And I'm not making fun of these guys, but I walked in and I saw Biggio and I saw Bagwell. And if you said Biggio or Bagwell or Andrew Jones, I'm going Andrew Jones any day of the week over over those other two other I'm guys. not. I'm going I'm going Jeff Bagwell, but I'd take Jones over Biggio. Bagwell's my least one. <laughs> Bagwell, dude, you were, are you just bitter that the Red Sox traded him? That guy could flat out rake. He was one of the best hitters of his era. You see, he's got a mug on him. I, I can't vote for a it's guy. It's not the Hall like of that. Handsome Brady. It's a <laughs> Hall of Fame. You I ever see what whole... Babe Roof looked like? You've seen I wouldn't the mug vote for that, that fucker guy? either. I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame either. Fuck him. <laughs> yeah, I was just, I'm just like perusing Jeff Bagwell's fucking baseball reference. He had the OPS above 1,200 is the most insane thing I've ever seen. Holy shit. Yeah, he did. I mean, the steroid era was wild. He's a bad tipper, too. Bad tipper. That. That's yes. a bummer. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Here's a shiny quarter kid. Um, speaking of good defenders, Omar Vizquel. 
he's a guy like where like yeah he probably should be in and then like the recent controversies happen now it's like yeah he probably should be in but now i'm not gonna be sad if he misses (laughs) he was borderline before and then like the that stuff like came out with him and, and listen like, i've i've yeah. never been a big uh character clause guy i'm not but either it's but it's the tiebreaker for me it's a tie yeah I, I get that it's like fucking if like he was in before and then this came out i'd be like yeah sucks that he's a bad guy but like at the end of the day like i care about on-field production yeah you know who you know who else was a bad guy like the the, the segregationists the actual segregationists they're in the hall of fame i mean yeah like 70 percent of the baseball hall of fame were racists like that's yeah, not like let's let's sorry, not kid ourselves like, this isn't the hall of purity it's who were the best baseball players. ty cobb was a fucking wife beater like let's and be who real. do you need to tell the story of baseball i don't actually think you need omar Vizquel to tell the story of baseball there were much better shortstops than him in his day that aren't in the Hall of Fame. Miguel Tejada and Nomar Garcia Parra are never getting in. There's not a single season I would take Omar Vizquel love, over either of them. I love Miguel Tejada. Why'd you have to do that? Sorry. I was living, having a good night, and everything was going well, and fucking Miggy. God damn, that was a good baseball player. Can, oh, you play so second? Good. Can you play second for the Sox this year? Let's do it. Let's find Only one way to find out. <laughs> He's got it. He's got it. But they're not getting in, so I don't think Vizquel should get in anyway. It was kind of closer. I like that he played forever. I like that he was a good fielder, but no. A couple of other interesting ones. uh, Then we'll switch the topic again. Um, I think these are guys that might get some votes. Uh, Carlos Beltran? Uh, He should be a yes. Point blank. That feels good. He's a yes, but I'm okay if he waits a few years too. Like he can get uh, he's in. He's a yes, he just, but yeah. if any single person like fucking talks about the Astros cheating scandal, shut the fuck up. No one cares. Yeah. <laughs> um, here's one that I vote. I I actually think it's very, it's very disappointing that this guy isn't in and probably isn't gonna get in because he's on his last year. That's Gary Sheffield. I think he absolutely should be a Hall of Famer. And it's like the only thing that ever held him back is he's the worst fielder in the history of baseball. <laughs> Ted Williams I, wasn't exactly a good fielder. It's you know, no, it's a lot more valuable than defense. His, his batting stance was so menacing. Oh, it's iconic. If you like, grew up, then you always imitated that in uh, in Wiffleball. You were always doing Correct. that, like that move. It was it was cool, and he could hit, and he did it for a bunch of different teams for a while. Oh yeah, no, so I really would good. say yes to Sheffield. I feel strong. I'd say yes. That one. Yeah, I like Gary Sheffield. Chef. Yeah, and now now there were some steroid allegations about Sheffield that were never proven. These guys, this next two, it got proven. Uh, A-Rod and Manny, and I think that either one, you kind of have to, if you put one in, you have to put the other in. I'm going to make this uh, so abundantly fucking crystal clear. The fact that Alex Rodriguez didn't get in first ballot is a complete fucking joke. This is the kind of stuff that, like, makes me, like think horrible of baseball's hall of fame as an institution in general yeah like listen to me like it's credibility died the second you didn't put barry bonds in and the second you didn't put roger clemens in it's like okay this is no longer about you know putting in the best players in the history of it died before that it died where they didn't put mark mcguire in yeah him too but like man saved baseball it's true but like at the same time it's like uh like that's a guy where it's like this, like the steroids is like everything. Barry Bonds pre steroids is one of the greatest baseball players to ever live. And then he took steroids because he literally just looked at McGuire and Sosa is like, I'm way better than these two fucking frauds. Let me juice and show like what actually happens when a hall of famer takes steroids. And then he literally broke the game of baseball. 
And like, to me, you lose all credibility when it comes to like telling the story of the game. You can't tell it without Barry Bonds. You can't tell it. Like you said about Mark McGuire, you can't tell it without Sosa. You can't tell it without A-Rod. A-Rod is debatably the best shortstop to ever fucking touch the field, to ever touch grass in a baseball field. What are we doing here, man? He should be in the Hall was also He was the definitive Yankee because you hated his fucking guts, but boy, was he good at baseball. Like you're and boy, me, did like, you like beating him. Because, like, they mm-hmm. kept Bonds out basically just because, like, oh, he was mean to me. I'm a baseball writer. Barry Bonds is mean to me. He shoved me into a locker. You fucking loser. You whole fucking group of losers. You didn't have any problem voting with his fucking, like, what, seven MVPs? You all voted for his MVPs. You all knew he was juicing then. So what's the fucking problem? You're going to withhold his flowers when it's time to crown him in the Hall of Fame as literally, like, the best baseball player to ever play the game? I just, I can't stand the Hall of Fame as an institution, man. The fact that A-Rod isn't in, especially when Bud Selig, who oversaw the steroid era, he oversaw everything. He knew everything that was going on. He was willingly letting it happen because he knew it was good for the game. He is in the Hall of Fame, but all the fucking guys who fucking carried him to that spot mm. don't get a chance to get in the Hall of Fame? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. Fucking joke of an institution. Terrible fucking institution, man. Awful. The, the yes only... for A-Rod and a yes for Manny. Yeah, yeah. yes. Yes for both. <laughs> cheating gives a fuck about cheating in baseball. It's I built into the goddamn rules that you should cheat. Sign stealing is allowed. People cheat in baseball. Get over it. This game has no integrity. Fucking cope harder. Uh, I just have to let you know. The truth really is when it comes to Barry Bonds, I know you're much younger than me, so I'm going to just going to educate you a little bit. It's it's called back knee. And, you know, it's, it's, and, and the judgment against people that are afflicted with this condition is something that, frankly, I'm ready to talk about. And, Ed, I know, I know that you said it's controversial and that we should stay away from back knee related issues on this, on this podcast, but uh, I'm an advocate. Okay. Breaking the rules. You're breaking the rules of society. You're a rebel and a maverick, Brady. Well, at the CIA, we are we're told very clearly. Um, <laughs> ba- <laughs> can't even say no. No, I can't. What about back um, knee? What do they tell you about back knee at the CIA? We back back knee. We back <laughs> back knee. Okay. We back back knee. And so I'm yeah, here, uh, so, so yeah, uh, a Rod Manny should be in. I think. Sure, right. sure. Yeah. What about Andy Pettit? No, fuck him. I'm kind of with you on that, actually. He was sort of number three line. starting pitcher. Yeah, very good. Whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. Um, Let me look at his baseball reference. He's really it's good. A, to me, like, he's just really he's good. a guy like where if you put him in, I'm not mad. Because, again, I don't give a shit about the fucking steroid stuff. If you want to put him in because he's a postseason hero, Stop fine. I just hope that hero. I just wish that people could fucking afford the same liberty to other fringe guys who are not part of gigantic market franchises like Todd, Todd Helton. Like, John Dobson. I got it. All right. Um, we're almost there. Uh, Bobby Abreu is a no for me. No. See, that, that's the thing with Bobby Abreu. He's a guy like where he does not have Hall of Fame vibes, but like you look at his numbers and it's like, ah. borderline. <laughs> Hall of very good for me, but I, I don't, yeah. I, that's not, I think he's better than Harold Baines. I think he's a lot better than Harold Baines. Yeah, I take him. Over I think Harold almost Baines. every person we've discussed today is better than Harold Baines. <laughs> Except Bagwell. Um, 
Jimmy Rollins, another no for me. No, I, just, I can't tell you why. I just didn't like Jimmy Rollins. I can't cool. tell you why. He's I cool. mean, he was a great... he number one. He wore number one, right? Probably. That's but so Jim, fucking Jimmy false. Rollins is like fucking, you know, he was a staple on those great Philly teams. But like, to me, it's a no. Like, like, like when like, I looked honestly, at... he was my least favorite of them, though. Like, Ryan Howard, awesome. I love Chase Utley. Uh, we talked about uh, Cole Hamill. Like, love Cole Hamill. Just for some reason, Jimmy Rollins just rubbed me the wrong Plus, way. Plus, like, when you, look, when you look at his time, like, you know, the best, like, shortstops of the era... It's like, are you taking him over, like, I don't know, like a prime, even Jose Reyes? Like, for me, maybe not. Like, probably not. But, uh, Reyes at his peak was scary. Like, obviously, mm-hmm. Jeter, obviously Jeter was better. I mean, Jeter obviously. Was like a, well, that was a different era, though, too. Jeter was like multiple eras. Yeah, Jeter was multiple eras. Obviously, A Rod was better as a shortstop. Yeah. Also, a different era, though. He was a third baseman yeah. by the time. Uh, uh, no, in my head, era. he's always been the shortstop. <laughs> okay, last one. And this is another no, even though I did like him a lot when he was a player. Mark Burley. Always wanted the Red Sox to trade for him. Never happened. Solid. Mark Burley's a guy I wish, yeah, like, just, I just had a slightly better resume to be a Hall of Famer, right. just because. He's, he's like the cool. poor man's John Lester. Mm. Well, like, I, I don't think better than Pettit. Better than Pettit. Uh, no, I take Pettit. I think Pettit at his peak. I mean, Pettit was really he had some really scary good years. Burley never quite was as. The thing is, like I'm looking, I'm, no I'm looking at his numbers, and like he's a guy where, like, if you did put him in, I wouldn't be mad. But like to me, like it's a no. It seems like a no. God, he was a fucking workhorse. <laughs> Look at how many seasons he pitched you hundred yeah. innings. Holy shit! They didn't throw that hard either. No, That's and how you can do that. Dude, he's another one of those guys. Oh, four. He threw 245 innings, and then the season after, he threw 236 innings. Just for, just for fun. Slacker. All right. So, we're bringing back now. That's our Hall of Fame talk. We're bringing back uh, Three Up, Three Down, which was um, a segment that Hogdale and I used to do on Pesky Report, where you guys could ask us whatever you want, uh, any question about anything. We'll pick a. Uh, We'll pick our three favorites and um, I, I, and we'll answer them. And that's uh, it can be baseball, it can be non-baseball. You, you can ask like, what did Brady drink tonight? You could ask, hmm. uh, what service does he really work for? Uh, what, how, how long is Hogdale in real life? How many inches from the floor is he? Anything you feel like, you could ask us. Centimeters. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> Let me see here. Um, I just need to. So we've got a couple. Okay, here it is. Here's a link for it. Uh, so first one is from our friend who was also the MVP of our uh, our show, our, our old show. And that's Marty McFly. Remember Marty Hogdale? I do. I do. Remember I know. Him. I love. I love Marty. So he wrote. Hogdale recently stated he had a customer who was well deserving of a beatdown, but. Being in a customer service role, Hogdale restrained himself. What behavior would it take for him to punch a customer? And are there any MLB players who would get an automatic punch? So I can answer, my answer for this is that disrespecting women is the first thing that Hogdale will punch someone out for. He hates it when people disrespect women. And because of that, Trevor Bauer would get an immediate punch in the face. Fucking so would Domingo Germán. That situation at my work genuinely was insane. It made me lose a, a part of my faith in humanity. I was so fucking mad. Yeah. I literally had to do like literally go like full neo Nazi like in front of my eyes. Like he like, yeah. literally like said like uh, unironically he said yeah. like you know actually I think Hitler was on the right track. I I, I never more have I wanted to murder someone <laughs> with my bare hands. I fucking I hate people, and uh, I'm 
I just, I'm very glad. I was very happy when he left, and I was like, I was not looking at him because I was so <laughs> fucking mad. I just wanted to beat him like almost to death. <laughs> Brady, who? What do you think? Uh, so besides, we've got disrespecting women and uh, neo Nazis. What do you think would make Hogdale punch someone in the face? Well, it's a multi-tiered question, really, um, because I mean, the first part is. Hogdale has to punch someone frequently just to remind everyone who the fuck the king is, right? Like you have to, you have to like, you know, was it walk, walk softly and carry a Hogdale sized stick? I, I was uh, just going to say, um, you just have to, you have to uh, put, uh, display your dominance, establish correct. your dominance. Hogdale needs to remind people. But a certain, in terms frequently. of a, a baseball player that deserves a bunch punch in the face, it wouldn't be a current one. It'd be a former one. Uh, I'd beat the shit out of Kurt Schilling. Uh, fuck you. Does... Kurt Schilling, if you ever see this, go fuck yourself. That's <laughs> uh, so true, but it's so hard. And it's true, so true, cause... but it's so tragic if you were a fan of the team in that era. The thing is, and all of his political stuff is just something I always have ignored. And then, like, the Tim Wakefield thing is just like, fucking, you're a piece of yeah, shit. Like, you're a bad really guy. Bad. That was really bad. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead here and say Hogdale. If Hogdale sees someone cut him in line, Ooh. that like, and you know, or worse yet, this is holiday season now. He's at the mall. He wants to go and get a last minute present for one of the many one lady friends that that he frequents, right? And he's got his blinker on for the parking spot. Somebody's pulling out. It's clear that Hogdale is taking that spot, and as the person's backing out. They pull in and steal his spot when it clearly was understood Hogdale was taking that spot. He's going to punch him in the face. He's going to punch him in the face. And and, and in terms of uh, current players, I'm going to punch. Um, I'm going to punch Jorge Posada in the face. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to punch him. <laughs> yeah. I really don't like Jorge Posada at all. He did have kind of, he looked like he had like a Nomar nose or like my nose where it looked like somebody had punched him in the face at some point. Me. I don't know. That's the thing though. <laughs> in terms of like what it would actually take me to punch someone, it'd probably just be them punching me first. I have a very good grip on my anger and like, uh, just, Aiden. you know, my impulses. So, you know, that, evidenced by that guy coming in because I really, really You're did not want wanting to, to get fired. Him. I really did want to murder that guy. <laughs> All right. Um, what what so about next Ed, Ed, oh. Ed, Ed, Ed? Who would you want to punch in the face? What would I player? want to punch in the face of yeah. any player? If I could punch any, is this past or present? Yes. I mean, I broke the rules and went back. And yeah, you said so. you actually both have said past, so I'm gonna have to pick past too. Uh, Go future. Well, well, okay, hang on. Can I punch um, like an executive in the face? Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Theo Epstein. That's so stupid. Or no more. Punch Theo Epstein in the face for trading Nomar and say, "Now we're even." Yeah, that's and fair. Then we would, that's fair. And then we would shake. Hey, he would get up. I would. I would hold my hand out to help him up. We'd shake hands and respect each other. Um. So yeah, Theo Epstein. I, I absolutely fair. wouldn't even have to think about it. That is how. That is the only way I will forgive Theo for trading Nomar is if he allows me to punch him in the face. That's it. Okay. Okay. I mean, I deserve this, Brady. I'm going to give it to you because I love you and I love Theo, but I love you more. So it's okay. okay. Oh, I love you too, Brady. You're the best. Hey, do it again. Hogdale. The answer for the Hogdale question was two centimeters from the, from the ground. Two centimeters. Yeah. Oh, yes. oh, easy, easy. By the if way, not... like, uh, <laughs> kind of like as a postpartum to the Hall of Fame talk, even though I despise Kurt Schilling with my entire being, he also should have been in the Hall of Fame. That was a joke. 
I think him saying, I don't want to be on the ballot, don't vote for me, I'll let my peers let me in, and then they didn't vote him in, I do think was pretty funny. I did think that was very funny, but like, he That really, was very funny. He really should have gotten in. In terms of on- Oh, yeah, I mean, if Mike Mussina's in, then Kurt Schilling should be in. Yeah, they're like the same yeah. guy from that era. Oh, God, that just reminded me of fucking how yeah. every time the Orioles, like, don't talk about Mike Mussina, John Heyman gets butthurt. Yeah. <laughs> But you know what? I don't think Lucina gets in the Hall of Fame if he doesn't go to the Yankees because nobody would have no, given a shit of him if he was just an Oriole for life. Yeah. Especially when the Orioles weren't very good. Fuck John Heyman. <laughs> What's wrong All with right, John so Heyman? All right, we've got um, I hate another Heyman. question here. Uh, this one's from the Jaron Duran Corking Experience at Rain Lured <laughs> Sky. Great name. Which, great great name. username, by the way. Warlock. Uh, good work. Three favorite slash least favorite Trader Joe's products. I don't have Trader Joe's near me, guys. I'm gonna have to tap out of this one. Okay. Do you have to? Do you? Are you? Are, do you shop at Trader Joe's? Are you a Whole Foods guy, Brady? Like, what's your? What's yours? Are you like you guys had like uh, they have like Price Mart or something over there? You just named Shoprite. Shoprite. That's what it is. There you go. Shoprite. Shoprite. I do have. Yeah. I have a, a stop and shop, so I, I frequent the. The stop in the shop. You're a stop and shop guy. Mm-hmm. I, I'm. Uh, we have like Star, and we have stop and shop, and we have these little. Um, so the town that I live in, uh, mm-hmm. in Water Watertown, Massachusetts, uh, has the highest uh, percentage of Armenian Americans. So big Armenian population, lots of like these little, like uh, mom pop shops like that. And so I like to do as much of like I just like to walk over there, go in. Ooh, what am I feeling like today? shop from those but if i have to go to a supermarket it's pro- it's usually the star i think they're a little better than the stop and shop in watertown stop and shop in watertown i have gone to the to recycle stuff there before and i've gone to to put my little plastic bottle in and they say that it's uh it's 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 full go go get an employee and none of you guys ever you're never available so i can't do my recyclables and get my three dollars in recycles that I, I i use to buy candy like it's not cool so, so step it up, step up your game, Watertown, stop and shop. What's at Trader Joe's? Like I've heard of him. Like, give me a yeah, because I guess that's the yeah, that's that's the question, isn't uh, it? Um, they do like meringues. They have like for me, my my number one is the 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 mochi ice cream is really good. The mochi ice cream, I fucking love a meringue. That stuff. They're like uh like these cookies. Um, I'm not cultured. Yeah, they're like cookies or something like, like that. I don't like I don't like a petrid farm. No. Like, Can I interest no, you? No, Trader Joe's is a supermarket. It's a supermarket. I thought it was like a Wawa. No, no, it's not. A, oh, the Wawa is great. No, no, it's like it's more like Whole Foods. It's like you it's say, like, like Whole Foods, a... but like cheaper and not owned by Amazon. So I I don't have a beef with them. Guys, so okay. your convenience stores names are just kind of cringe. Like meanwhile, Midwest, I got like come and go. Like you know, we're just kind of putting a higher. That's tier. what they call that. That's what they call the home of Hogdale too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They come and go. We got that and we got Casey's. Casey's is uh, so good. Let's Casey's. Go. Hell yeah, brother. Got the best pizza in town. I want to get Casey's sponsorship on this show. We're trying to do it. The other one that I do um, with Andrew Parker, we're trying to get Zaxby's to uh, to sponsor us. And he's actually, you know, Alex Benellis, one of the guys that yeah. uh, they got it. He's go- So he's a huge Zaxby's fan. And during spring trading, uh, Parker and Benellis are going to go get Zaxby's together and do like a show about it, apparently. Huge. Which I think is hilarious. Love that. Um. But yeah, no, I like the I like the mochi ice cream. I like the um they have pretty good ginger beer there. I like their ginger beer. Um mm. and 
I like their case, their vegetarian quesadillas. Uh, I'm usually more of a like I, I I do. I'm a man who enjoys eating meat, but those are some really fucking good like uh, veggie quesadillas with beans and cheese. That shit's great. Um, you say it one more time. Hey, can you say it one more time for me? I'm a man, man who, who likes what? to eat his meat. I like to Thank eat you. my meat. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, hell yeah. Brother. Um, so that would be my, my least favorites. I I don't know. I don't generally eat things that I don't uh, I don't like. So anything with um, coconut? I don't mind coconut. It's kind of defensive. It's like there's coconut. Which I, have I ever had anything that I really hated there though? Um, taffy. No. Oh, I also like like they have like those little fig. It's like it's like crackers with like little figs and raisins in them. Those are pretty good. Yeah, you, know, you put oh. some cream cheese on them or whatever. Good on oh, a charcuterie yeah. board. We got so many charcuterie boards for my wedding. We have like four of them now, and two of them have our names on them. And it's like, why do I need all of these charcuterie boards with my names on them? Like, am I gonna lose it? Like, I, I don't, I don't know. It can be hard to regift. You know what I mean? Yeah, I'm not gonna regift. I mean, they were gifts for like the wedding. I'm not gonna regift. No, I meant when they're personalized. Yeah. That was the you know like because it's got your name on it, like. Yeah. Okay, so I've got um, so that we only had two questions because I kind of waited till the last minute to post this today, and also I think people are a little checked out on baseball, so they don't give a f- they don't they don't care about us, and that's okay. Um, <laughs> my feelings aren't hurt this time, but you know. Anyway, but because it, it means that I get to uh, I get to come up with a question to ask you guys, uh, mm. and you know we were talking. I'm trying to to go back with this. What is a movie that you can all, it might not be your favorite movie, but you can always watch it and you always enjoy it. Um, for me, and I, I will go first with this one. Uh, there are a couple that I always say this for. Uh, Space Jam, if it's on TV, I'll watch it every time. I don't care how bad it is. I love it. The original Spider-Man with Willem Dafoe and Tobey Maguire. Hell yeah. Uh, Forrest Gump. I will watch the shit out of that movie. Um, and the wedding singer, I, I, whatever reason, but that movie's on. That's the best Adam Sandler movie. If that movie's on, I always watch it. We had them play the song from that movie at the wedding when we were going down the aisle. By the way, that's how much in my, uh, in my, uh, my marriage, like that is that is a that, that we love that movie. So that's yeah, that's that. I got uh, Shawshank Redemption. Good Classic. long one and from the nineties. Very good Gen Xer answer. Yep. Um, I'm gonna go ahead with my my nerd movie here, which would be uh, Marvel's Endgame. I can't turn it off. I've re- I I've a the yeah, then uh, Ed, please don't say that. I, just don't. No, don't, I don't, Ed, no. The other one, don't. Infinity War, was much better than Endgame. Infinity War was better. Thank you, Ed. Thank you. I well, I think you know the, the whole thing with upset. Thanos, <laughs> the character study with Thanos was really interesting. He was the main character of that movie, and it was way more interesting than anything they did with Iron Man. I'm sorry. That's such a bad idea. thing. Is I loved Endgame. I thought Endgame was really great, and I think so, it was really cathartic. And I, I I was unsatisfied with it. I'll be honest. I left so, feeling unsatisfied. but it also might be because of how much I liked Infinity War. I thought Infinity War. Ending with everybody dying was amazing. I thought that those characters should have stayed dead. So you don't like like character arcs? I do. That's why I like Thanos. That was a good so, character arc. Thanos is like a full character yeah. arc in that movie, and it's it's so ambitious in that way. Tony Stark. But I didn't. Le- no, I didn't like without, Tony though. 
Okay. I didn't care. Oh, come I thought okay, yeah. that's that's a terrible take. What fine. The I don't care. I didn't. I don't. You're gonna be canceled. I thought it was a good performance. I think Robert Downey Jr. is great. I don't find good. myself rooting for Tony. That's crazy. I, no, I like Cap. I was always much more of a of a Steve Rogers boy. I like. Yeah, I like him. Fair. He's the most interesting you, character of you the event. Like the Boy Scout. <laughs> but he became less of a Boy Scout. He did. He but was fucking... ruined by he was ruined by a chain by a different time and being out of it's place. America's ass. That's America's ass. That's what he's yeah. America's ass. I love Iron Man. My comfort movie basically is what you're asking. Like you know, I'll, yeah, I can always go back to the movie right. Basketball. Uh, is it terrible? That's Absolutely. No, that's a fun movie. Uh, that movie is hilarious, and I love it, and I will always defend yeah. it because I will quote I quote it all the fucking time. I all I literally half of my quotes I swear to God are from that movie. Like fucking. One of my favorite one that's underrated is like anytime I see someone uh, die, I just think of uh, the one saying it's like, oh, I guess time finally ran out for the old cocksucker. <laughs> <laughs> Back to I, need, I think I need to just make a sound bite out of you saying that. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, there's that. Maybe my ringtone. There's they still, a they still, like just turn random shit into ringtones. I don't. There's know. like saying a sentence and then saying cock under your breath to insult a guy from like the early part of that movie, which I just think is fucking hilarious. And I also uh, fucking quote the way that uh, Trey Parker in that movie says, uh, "Well, that's not good." <laughs> I say that shit all the time. It bums me out that the guys who made that movie hate that movie because I think it's hilarious. They do love the Stan- South Park guys. Just standing too close to the sun, you can't appreciate it for what it is. It's kind of yeah. like Ed and apparently fucking Tony Stark. It's like, wow, Ed, who hurt you? Just tell me real quick. It's okay. I, just, I can't relate to him. I don't see myself in Tony Stark at all. Yeah, you know, Ed, Mr. You fucking Humble look like Tony Stark, Stark, so I can get it. that for you, Brady. But like, I don't. I, and I don't I mean, have anything in common with his. Oh no, the story. Either. The story of an unfeeling uh, douche, like learning to be a person, and like also like learning to like, you know, be vulnerable with people, is just very compelling to me. Right. I mean, like Hogdale was just a complete womanizer for. Just years. <laughs> That's not true. This what? is not. Yeah, true. you're right. He still is. What the Correct. fuck? So he he looks at it and goes like, I get it. If Tony can go, just complete full circle. You know what I mean? Also, the most impactful moment of Avengers in, of Infinity War is the fucking ending with Iron Man and uh, fucking Tom Holland as he fades away because it's like yeah, that was beautiful... great. That part was great, but it, it, it was because of Tom Holland, not because of Tony Stark. It's so no, it is because of Tony Stark because it's fucking it's such a good callback to like everything before, like where he was talking to him and telling him like you know if anything Tony happens to you, that's on I, me. If he wasn't dead, I would kick his ass. You want to know what you? player I would punch in the face? Tony Stark. Theo so Epstein awesome, really though. fucked you up with that Nomar trade. And I get it. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't understand what happened with you and Tony. I get like like Iron Man two and three. We're no, Mickey Rourke was it. great. I love Mickey Rourke in Iron Man 2. It's not it's a good bird. movie. That's not a good movie. That's I, Sam that's Rockwell was in that too. I love Sam Rockwell and his ridiculous dance moves. Was he playing Elon Musk? Like, what was his role in that? <laughs> pretty much. Pretty much. But how, like, what how do you not and Elon love thinks Tony... he's Tony Stark. Maybe that's what I don't like about him is that he is what Tony what Elon Musk thinks he is. That's cool though. Like, but I but hate for Elon Tony. Musk. But well, Tony saved the world. And Elon like, thinks he saved the world. He also caused a lot of that stuff. Ultron's all on Tony. 
That's true. That's look about all of like his enemies that try to destroy wait, stuff too. And okay, for wait, him. hold your fucking horses, Mister. Tony Stark is the greatest hero and the greatest problem. You can't say shit like fucking like oh yeah like you know Ultron is all Tony. That was like a big part of the fucking messaging of the movie was him like developing over his deep regret over that. And whose <laughs> fault is that? Tony's. That's a big fuck up though. It was uh, interesting Gala. character growth. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, oh yeah, I'm gonna accidentally destroy the world. Oops, silly me. I better learn a lesson from it. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what else did that amazingly is invincible. Like fucking people will see. <laughs> he did make oh, vision that's, though. That, yeah, he made vision. That's pretty fucking cool. Like I hate vision. Vision's one of my least favorite characters in any of this. Shut up. <laughs> vision is the least interesting. Oh, I'm a super powered god. Who gives a shit? Oh, I'm Paul Bethany. I'm so charming. Fuck you, Vision. Fuck you. That's so funny. <laughs> wow. I mean, Ed. I liked this... WandaVision. WandaVision was good. You know, the fact but... of the matter is that uh, it's nice landed. that we can... WandaVision was good. It's nice that we have a spirit discussion about this stuff because, uh, you know, in term... in regards of post-Endgame, Marvel's dropped essentially almost nothing but just mid and filler. Uh, whoa. It's, it's like Wait. Guardians 3 and okay. Spider-Man No Way Home. That's the only quality. Thank you for not putting Guardians 3 but anywhere. Now James Gunn I haven't gone. seen it yet. I've lost total interest. In, maybe that's why I'm hating on Tony right now. I've lost total interest in Marvel since uh, no, I was happy. No Way Home. I got No Way Home, and I liked yep, it. Great. But the stuff with all of the shows, like I can't follow it. I don't have time I agree. It. I, I agree. They've released literally just an avalanche of okay. mid. Like, fucking, I love Guardians of the Galaxy. It was, like, my favorite franchise in all of Marvel. And now it's over, and it makes me really sad, because now there's, like, Spider-Man's the only thing I give a shit about. <laughs> so, it's kind of like... You're, you're a big Marvel guy, though. And I know, like, we're shitting on it yeah. right now, but you, I know yeah. you're a big Marvel guy. What is it about, like, the newer stuff that you like? And this is, like, this isn't me just... Like, oh, I'm I... indifferent to Tony Stark. I think he's overhyped. I think, yeah, I the newer it. stuff? I yeah, fucking like, hate. what do you like about the newer stuff? Nothing. I just want to wait till they they gather and they stop making so much mass quantity shit and they slow okay, the fuck down the and focus. Page. Yeah, like the promise of tomorrow is something I always focus on, right? Like they can write a good story again. It's going to be okay. Like, like, listen, maybe I'll check back in when they inevitably introduce the X-Men because the X-Men are inherently interesting. Love, There's yeah. a lot of really good stories to be told with the X-Men. So I'll watch Deadpool. That The new Deadpool's going to be Deadpool's fun. I'll watch that. Deadpool's fun. I like yeah. Deadpool. I, I kind of feel I like Hugh Jackman back. I feel like this like time in the in the Marvel era is like my version of reality of Heimblum playing the Red Sox. Like, like it's Fair. all about the future. Like, yeah. but what I'm currently dealing with is not good. And like, I'm trying to be like, no, it's pretty good, and it's not bad. But, See, like, that's the thing. Like people are like, uh, you know, are superhero movies finally dying because all these Marvel movies are doing bad in the box office? Like, no, no, the consumer just in movies if you make a good movie people will go see it that's why people saw, went and saw across the spider-verse movie's a fucking masterpiece yeah like, that fucking was really good but movies, you, you those. i think that there's a trap also where you try to connect all of the stuff but not everybody that's going to see the movies wants to watch all these tv shows to understand what's going on so no I but that was that the good where, thing about yeah. like uh infinity war and endgame there was yeah. a lot of the marvel stuff i just straight up didn't watch it didn't matter i still got it exactly <laughs> I, I haven't missed anything, but most of the stuff you haven't really missed. It's okay. Right. But, uh, um, so if, okay, so I have a question for you. Oh, sorry. I yeah, didn't want to cut you off. No, no, please. Say, if, okay, if the current stage of Marvel com of Marvel movies is the high and bloom era, what does that make the new trilogy of Star Wars movies? <laughs> um, it's kind of like, you know what? Mm. 
it's mm, uh it's kind of like Ben Sherrington, you know, like like Dave Filoni has learned under George Lucas, right? Where I look at like Ben Sherrington worked underneath Theo. So like there's a promise for tomorrow. Clone Wars just, stuff is good. Yeah. So like I'm so hopeful. Good. I'm very cautiously optimistic, but like 2014 could totally happen. Right. And you're going to be like, this, this team sucks. Like, so, it, yeah. But, but you're not answering my question because Dave Filoni was like Mandalorian and he did Clone Wars was after. I'm talking about the Disney movies, the JJ Abrams, Ryan Johnson, uh, shit show. That's complete, and I'm sorry. Listen, that's Bobby yeah, Valentine. Yeah. That's Bobby. Valentine. Okay, <laughs> yes, I actually appreciate that. That's a good that's answer. So true. Um, the thing that pisses me off with that, by the way, is that the people that hated it could just be normal and not hate on the actors and just hate the movie. But no, they had to go and like fucking harass that poor girl that was like uh, in the second one and they got a roll cut for the third one. It's they like, dude, it's harass, like uh, they had to go and harass like Daisy Ridley and John Boyega and all of these people. It's like, guys, it's like, not their fault the movie sucks. Yeah, it's not. like, what, what, you think that they, like, oh, oh, no, I don't like the script. I'm not going to do this Star Wars movie, Disney. Like, no, like, they're not going to. Yeah, the amount of money, the amount of royalties they probably get on the toys of their fucking characters. My well, God. it's also like, dude, you're in a Star Wars movie. I don't give a shit what the script is. I'll do the Star Wars Christmas special. How cool would that be? Well, one, in fairness, once, you know, Leia flies in outer space, you have nothing to work with at all. There's no... Yeah, it's it. You just it's it's over. Yeah. Or how, how, about, me, like, uh, how a, about to me that wasn't even like the worst part at all, or even close to it. Honestly, like it was that, memorable at how stupid it was, but at least it tried to do something. But like to me, like it, like how stupid is it really when you consider like remember like in uh uh fucking episode five, like when she like knows where Luke is after he falls down the garbage chute. That's her that technically tapping silly. into the force. Like fucking, it's different than flying in space, though. Like Jedi's, not, like can't breathe. Is it that much farther of a stretch? Because at the yeah. end of the day, you're tapping into the Force. No. Like fucking, that's something yes. that to me you can explain away. To me, what's so much worse is a third of the movie being a useless fucking casino segment that is awful <laughs> to everybody and contributes nothing to the plot. It was supposed to be some kind of societal comment, but it was like it was somehow the worst both way too possible. vague and too in your and too like on the nose to actually leave an impact. And also what was even worse is the uh, the fake out death at the end where like Finn actually would have had a really great noble sacrifice. It actually might have almost saved the movie for me Correct. because he didn't yeah. really have a character arc after that either. Like there was no reason for him yeah. to bring back and not, nope, shoved him out of the way. But oh, not as random as cool. killing Luke, though. Like, what the fuck was the point of that? Kill Finn. Then we actually have a character we get some attachment to from the new movies. Why are you killing off this character in such an undignified way? That's the main thing. If, like, you're going to kill gonna, off Luke, fine, but do it, make it at least interesting. I'm going to be honest with you, is Episode 7 was actually a good movie, and it set it me decent. up for excitement for 8 and 9. Same. And what I saw after that really, it hurt. Like, I hurt a lot, and I'm not okay. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like, it's I just I have to pretend like it didn't happen. Just it's I'm like 2003 Aaron Boone just didn't happen. Fuck it. I'm gonna continue disagreeing with you. I'm sorry, today, Brady. I'm sorry. This is such thing a thing. like episode seven. Like, the this biggest criticism, the biggest criticism is like it's a, it's a rehash of a new hope, and in ways it is, but it does enough different and it does enough interesting things going on to me that makes it a good movie, and then so, like. Episode eight, you switch directors because fucking who knows? Disney's ridiculous, and it fucked the entire series up. So watch it, it again. Ed, watch it again, knowing how it's going to end, <laughs> and that movie becomes the most useless of the trilogy somehow. Obviously, because like it's and setting it's not, these things up, and there's nothing because you had hope, 
and you know what ended up happening. You're like, oh, it was building for this really sucky thing. Why did they hype this up? Oh, it was building for this stupid thing. Why did they build this up? It just makes you hate it. Like the first time I saw it, I remember being really blown away by it. I is thought it, it was like, great. I it thought like... I saw it on Christmas with my parents. It was fantastic. I saw it again in theaters because I when Attack of the Clones came out, I saw that like four times. It's it, it's not a great movie, but I I, I loved it. Um I saw this again, and it's like not only is this not a good movie, but I'm just not enjoying myself in it. Maybe that's maybe that's it. Maybe like are you I drawing parallels? Are you drawing parallels to the, this 2023-24 Red Sox offseason at all? Like you had really high hopes for it. I'm just Hopefully joking. Not. I'm, I'm not being negative. <laughs> I was just it was me trying to be facetious. That's all. Brady, I don't. Uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah. Brady. Give me, give me the I thing. Like you, no, I like slow. you just being. I, I no, no. Like I like. I, I feel like we couldn't have had this conversation on the previous show we were doing. I think that it would have. It wouldn't have. Um, it wouldn't have fit the vibes of the show. Mm. I feel mm. like we like uh, for one person just hating on everything the other person is saying. I gotta I say though, uh, able to do that. Caps on this conversation, I will uh, die to my grave saying that episode nine is worse than episode eight. Episode nine is a piece of shit. It's fucking terrible. They both are. They're both terrible. I will give you that. But episode nine is a crime against humanity. I like eight better, but it's really like, well, would you rather be drowned or would you rather be burnt alive? Some, like, somehow, I I, I'm going to go with neither. Guys, like somehow Palpatine returned, you know? And <laughs> also he has a big funny. shadow empire fleet. That's fucking funny, funny. The, what the fuck did you leave? What did you leave them to work with? Nothing. You had Snoke and you're like, actually, he's not real. He's just like a fucking oh. little. Well, that's the thing. It's like, why did they fucking switch directors mid trilogy? It makes no goddamn sense. Because Reen Johnson was like, I'm going to ruin everything you like about Star Wars and leave you with fucking nothing. You killed my childhood hero, you sick, manichistic motherfucker. I mean, that was, I think, Johnson's vision for it was just off, and I think that people like something from their brand, and I think Johnson went too, he was constricted by Disney, but he also went too far out of what your target audience Also, they gave him the middle movie of someone else's trilogy and said, hey, go ahead. With no notes. The fuck he, did you want him to do? Ryan Johnson is a good director. If, if you haven't seen Knives Out, go watch Knives Out. Knives I like Out's Knives Out. Incredible. I find him a little, like, I find him, I wish he was a little more subtle. Uh, you know what it is? Ryan Johnson is a guy that believes in closer by committee, right? He's like, <laughs> fuck you. Is that Ryan worked. Johnson? Or is that whoever yeah. picked out having three different directors for this? Yeah, it's fucking, yeah, Kathleen Kennedy. You fucked up. Oh, don't, please. I, I didn't want no 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 um but they the, the power they that be yeah believe in closer by the committee mouse. right they believe and I hate the Ooh. opener now I'm gonna like the opener <laughs> so I love Mickey don't get me caught up now <laughs> I, Boy. Lo, lo, but like do you guys think we should ban the opener just <laughs> time just, I can I be honest with you if opener. that happened I wouldn't mind it I hate what the Giants did last year I know it's something that the Red Sox did a little bit of that was sort of some of what their plan was. I don't like that. I like my starters being able to go deep enough that you can recycle your relievers. I don't like wasting a spot on a reliever. I hate the piggybacking, and I didn't until I saw Whitlock do that in 2022. And I just, I just didn't. I don't like wasting the guy at, uh, for three innings and then you can't use him again for like another few days. Like you're going to have games where you have to burn out the bullpen. And also it keeps your setup guys from getting hurt because you don't have to be throwing out like the same guy to work like four days in a row. Like you could use other guys, mitts and match. I like that better. 
I love like postseason games where like the team is down and it's like the fourth inning and they bring the closer in because like you're losing by four to one bases. We have to get out, out of this. Right. And they're like, how are they going to close this game out? Like no fucking clue. Like you have not a goddamn clue. That's fun. Like, but in like May 3rd, Red Sox Pirates, sorry, I, I want to see like a starting pitcher go out there. Make sorry. fix that. Yeah. Canadian Brady. Awesome. Yes. Well, when Nick Pavetta holds me at night and tells Fair me enough. it's going to be okay. I, ideally for opening day, not Chris Sale. Like, uh, let's make Alex Cora a liar. Let's just not deal with that. I'm okay with Sale getting opening day. Honestly, I don't really care who pitches opening day. I, I do. Oh, holy shit. Something just happened. What? what just what? baseball? What Something relevant just happened in baseball. A trade. Who? Got the, uh, what? the Braves traded for Jared Kelenic. Excuse wow. me? That's a big... <laughs> Braves, the Braves acquired outfielder mm. Jared Kalanick from the Mariners. Per oh. Ryan Divish, left-hander Marco Gonzalez and first baseman Evan White are also headed to Atlanta. The Mariners will also receive right-handers Jackson Coar and Cole Phillips. Wow. Uh, Bra- the Braves won the trade because I don't know any of those people. <laughs> I I mean, I know Kel- you don't know Kel- Wait, Yeah, they got Kelenic. Kelenic. Yeah, I mean, he's interesting. Well, I know they, that's why I'm saying the Braves yeah. won the trade because they got Kelenic. I know who he is. Everyone yeah. else. Um, well, I think it might have been. They got Koar, who was like a pitcher that they picked up from uh, the Royals. He's like a failed. And what's okay? What's Phillips deal? Okay, he's out of University of Colorado. Uh, he's a pitcher, um, six foot six. Did he pitch last year? Is he? I don't think he pitched last year. <laughs> yeah, he pitched in college last year. Cole Phillip. That's this is Alex, Ver, Alex this Verdugo, is a, Verdugo to the Mariners confirmed. Yeah, maybe if that, there's another outfielder spot that just opened, so that's this is a trade where like that's the really Braves, interesting. The Braves might win this by an astronomical margin because they might be able to fix Jared Kelnick. Jared, and they might be able to get something get out of fuck. They also might be able to get something out of Marco Gonzalez, who is a yeah. command control type, but he knows he's had good years in Seattle before. Like he's actually not, a, he's just not, a, he's not going to overpower you, but I like Marco Dude, the Mariners Gonzalez. are, I just don't understand them as a team. Yeah. Are, are you not was, building for the future? Is this not when you're trying to start winning? <laughs> this guy I'm, must be a decent, or there might, maybe there's something else involved with it. I don't. I don't know. This is why. I mean, I know this is like uh, the guys behind the brain trust that said, like, we're trying to win 86 games a year. That's the goal, which is just like next level pathetic in terms of how you're running your organization. But like, I mean, Al- Alex Anthopoulos hasn't messed up. So why would he mess up now? Why are you trading like guys who like pr- produce for your team? Like you should well, be trying Al- to win. Kalanick, it was. I know he was really hot early in the year. He didn't actually finish the season that strong, but he's also still just twenty four. Um, no, he hit uh, two fifty three, three twenty seven on base percentage, four nineteen slugging percentage, twenty five doubles, um, eleven homers, stole thirteen bases, forty one walks to one hundred thirty two strikes. So he strikes out a lot. He does draw some walks, which is nice. A little bit of pop there, but again, that was his age twenty three season, so he's already getting those reps. And I don't, I don't know how his defense. Well, yeah, is. he's turned. 24 next year. Say this dude hits his prime. Also, like, from what I know, is he not a good fielder? Like, was I'm he- looking right now. Well, he plays all three positions. He's mostly a left fielder. He did a little bit of right and a little bit of center also. Um, how much red what's his D-War? I'm just looking at D-War. Hang on. Which I know is like, I, I hate, I actually hate defensive metrics, but it's the, it's the best one. Uh, in terms of fielding, he was a dead even defender. He was uh, 
a 46th percentile outs above average. So he's, he's a mediocre defender. Okay. Pretty. I have, this is actually a real question for you because Mm -hmm. you're, you're, you're Gen X. So you guys didn't use as many of these, um, like the defensive stats. How do you met, how do you measure if a player is good defensively? If like you're, (laughs) you know, if they're like, are are you just like, well, I've heard he's good. And then you kind of have to see him, but like, how would you even measure like what's a good, I'm going to be totally fucking honest with you. Do you remember the other night when I was messaging you at like I slid into your DMs at like yeah. two o'clock? You do in the the, I love when you do that because I'm always up and it's like, oh good, so I have a friend that's up at a weird fucking hour. This is great. Yep. And then we were talking, I don't even remember who the second baseman was, and I was like, Hey Ed, is he a good second baseman? Like, is he good defensively? And you're like, yeah. he's okay. So that's how yeah. really that's how I do it because Oh, uh, that was Ahmed Rosario. We were yeah, I was, I was like, I was like Ed. Yeah, yeah, like I can look at hitting and go like I want that guy, don't want it defensively. Yeah. I'm gonna be honest with you. I trust you. I just, I just go to don't. Ed, I don't think that there's a reliable. I don't think there's a reliable defensive metrics. There's too much circumstance that you're trying to reduce to a number. Mm-hmm. So well, like, I don't, error, I don't even think errors is that good because it's like, well, what if it's like somebody like Emmanuel Valdez? It's not an error, but it's pitch. It's plays that he should be getting to, and he just didn't have like the. Well, thing is, error is a flawed stat because like better fielders are going to get more errors because they have the range to make more plays. So therefore they have, you know, more plays that they have risk of getting an error because they Raphael have- Devers just said, here, here, Mr. Hogdale, here, here. Well, that's the thing is like, that's where he's <laughs> fucked up because he has the athletic talent to make plays, but he just can't actually finish them. <laughs> he makes such amazing fucking plays and a little, like a little routine, like, yo, here it goes. And he's like, I'm going to airmail the shit out of this. <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck? I hope, I, I hope just a new infield defense coach does him wonders. Cause there was no excuse for him being as bad as he was last year defensively. I think it really is like an attention thing because he re- like, it seems like when he has time to think he butchers. And when he has, when he has, it's instinctual, he's, He's great. He's actually like he's really fucking good. You're gonna tell me he's a bad defender? I don't give a shit. I don't. That's not what my eyes say. These Irish eyes don't fucking lie. You know that. Oh, I know. You, I know you know. They don't lie. I'll take I'll I'll take Devers any day of the week. He's not going anywhere. I love him. Yep. So we're hitting the hour and a half mark right now. So I think we're gonna uh, we're gonna tail off. We'll do pick a side next week. Uh, Hogdale. It's got Hogdale has some questions for us. We're going to go one-on-one with us. You and me, Brady. Hogdale mm-hmm. will decide the winner. It'll be like him having to pick his kid. It'll be a real Sophie's Choice situation for Hogdale here. We're going to make him sweat. <laughs> I'm excited for it. Um, mm-hmm. We have a maybe guest. I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Um, that, uh, But it's Intrigued. a... If he, I don't know if it's going to happen. So I don't want to. I'll tell you after. I'll give you the name. Mm-hmm. But uh, I don't want to say it on air right now just in case it doesn't work out but it would be a pretty tremendous guest for us. And that's like, usually people say that and it's like, you know, like, Oh, here's the, here's the bullpen coach for the, for the Portland Sea Ducks. No, this is a real one. Uh, so we'll see. But, uh, shout out the bullpen coach, of the Portland Sea Dogs. Yeah. Shout yeah. out. You're pro- I'm sure you're a great guy who doesn't give a shit about social media. Uh, True. But on that note, I'll see you guys next week. We're probably going to have some shit to talk about. Maybe if there's a big thing happens, we'll do an emergency episode. If they sign Yamamoto or something. But Absolutely. Geez. That's yeah. all I want for Christmas, please. Yeah, we'll stand by for an emergency pod this week. For you know what, guys, I don't know how busy you are, but I'm I'm just going to see the band Aqua on Wednesday. As long as it doesn't happen Wednesday, if something happens tomorrow or uh, or Tuesday, I'm up for it. Let's do it. Same here, man. Yeah, cool. 
All right. Aqua. We'll, see you, we'll see you then. Yeah, Aqua, the guys that did Barbie Girl. They fucking rule. I'm really excited. Bye.